Welcome to another Principle of Hospitality podcast summer series. I'm your host as always, Sean Tabriz. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, this was a conversation that we had with Kirsty Chiaplias from Babajan, also here in Melbourne. Now, she's absolutely killing it. She has been in the industry for a long time. We had a great conversation last year. Uh, everything about training in the industry, her thoughts on how she's going to grow the brand, how she survived the lockdowns. It was just a really open and honest conversation. I think you're really going to enjoy listening to it again. So here we go. Enjoy. Welcome to another Principle of Hospitality podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Babajan is a respectful term for an elderly, kind man, and as a result of this desire, is something our next guest and Middle Eastern specialty chef, Kirsty Chaplius, hasn't looked back since the cafe opened in 2016 on Nicholson Street in Carlton North. Kirsty has a Greek background and more than 20 years' experience in professional kitchens, including working for Gordon Ramsay. So I'm delighted to talk with her today with what I know will be a most inspirational and leading cafe, bakery, and fresh food general stores in the country. Welcome to the podcast, Kirsty. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. It is um, it's an absolute delight to have you here. And when um, when we caught up last week in uh, Babajan, I was just look. I'd heard so much about it since you guys have opened, and and I feel really really bad that I hadn't visited till last week. Um, but God, I was blown away from a person who's been in hospitality a long time and just really understood what fresh food and what um, amazing cafes look like and, and bakeries looks like. So many concepts that you've got going on there. Um, it's just a pleasure to have you here and to talk about that journey. Um, so, so let's get into it. Like you have been in the industry for a couple of decades, over a couple of decades. Like how did you actually get started out and, and get into it? Um, so yeah, it's been it's been a while. I don't want to exactly say the years because it'll say my <laughs> age. But um, yeah, I was had a part time job when I was mm-hmm. a kid at school, and I was um, I was given the opportunity from the manager. He knew a chef, uh, executive chef of a hotel, and right. he, I was enjoying cooking um, at this part time place. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he said they're looking for an apprentice. Yeah, so I went to have a chat and I thought it was an amazing opportunity, you know. <laughs> I remember my dad saying, no. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, because he was a musician. So right. he was in the clubs and saw the chef there late oh, night. And I he see. was like, don't do it. Yeah, and, right. And my mum was like, no, 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 this is good. And I guess back then, you know, I was good at school. I loved school. Mm-hmm. But um, I just really thought it was an opportunity that you yeah. could pass up. Mm-hmm. So I left school in year 11, halfway through year 11. Wow. And um, after about three months, I was like, I want to go back to school. <laughs> but I pushed it out and I was there for three years at the hotel. Wow. Yeah, because, you know, and I was listening to one someone else that you had on, uh, mm-hmm. Anna Povlu. Yeah, po- yeah, Polavue. Polavue, yep. yeah. And she talked about the hotel culture. Yes. And, it, and it really made me realise that that was an integral part of my training because mm. there were so many facets to the hotel. Yes. So you did every section. So you didn't get bored. No, there was yeah. heaps to do, mm-hmm. um, heaps to learn, heaps of sections to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, back then they did ice carvings and big yes. winter Christmas and all those funny things. Um, so you did a lot of pastry work, function work, mm. larder, hots, you know, fine dining. Mm-hmm. And then from then I went and did cafe work. Right. And I really, I really loved the sh- it was such a different mm. vibe, hotels to of course. cafes and restaurants. So yeah. then I did that and then uh, then I worked at One Fitzroy Street for right. about three years with John Psanus. And wow. that was he was probably I'd say there's like three people in my career, three or four people that I'd say were you know, that you learn in progressions, you yes. know, you learn in stages and yeah. you go, Oh, I, I can't believe I thought I knew so much and then you meet someone that teaches you so much. Yeah. Um, so that was that, and then I did cafe work again, and mm-hmm. then I went overseas and mm-hmm. did a bit of Gordon Ramsay, and that was, yeah. you know, he was never in the kitchen, but yes. you know, the vibe of the kitchen is intense, intense, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hard. So and just living in London is hard. So did you work all through Europe or just mainly just in, in England? London? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, just in England. Yeah, cool. Um, and then came back and then started it all again. Um, what did you? So what did you? What did you do when you first came back? I worked with um, uh, uh, one of the um, guys that used to own Blue Train. Right. I can't remember his surname now. George, one of, it was, yeah. So he Certainly owned George's. the place in QV, <laughs> when QV had oh, just opened. Right. I, st- I was the head chef there for about six months or something and I, it was a pizza place and it just, I was like, it's not mm. really for me. And then I went to the Belgian, I met George Christopoulos and wow. I worked in the pastry section there. Yes. Um. And then after that, I went to Elementary, worked there. Wow. So then I was just sort of mm-hmm. um, finding my feet through cafes, I mm-hmm. think. And Elementary was another big sort of eye-opener Yes. to food yes. um, and being creative. Like you could really be creative there. Yeah. It was when it was like way back. So yeah. when it was just the one shop and mm-hmm. not renovated kitchen and all that <laughs> stuff. Um, what did you enjoy about the cafes, if I can ask you? I think it's freedom. It's a bit freer. It's yeah, a bit right. fun. It's a bit family. Right. I felt like um, there was more like, you know, more f- uh, culture yeah. and community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you made lo- lots of friends. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and there was more freedom in the cooking for me, especially Elementari. Right. And the places that I worked, I pretty much didn't have a menu. Right. I had a little place in Little Collins Street for a while that my friend had owned and mm-hmm. we changed the menu every day. Wow. And I love that. Like it's just, you know, use what you've got. And I think mm-hmm. that's a that's something that chefs don't know how to do anymore. They don't yeah. know how to utilise what's in front of them. Mm. Um, I mean, not all chefs, I shouldn't say that. I mean, just like young chefs chefs coming through. through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, That I went and worked in uh, Hillsville for about three years. I moved to Hillsville. Wow. uh, And I worked at Giant Steps as a bartender. It was amazing. That was... As a bartender? No, no, at Innocent Bystander. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, I know where I got a bartender. That'd be funny. Uh, It was a winery. It was great. It was amazing. And that's another community hub. Like once you're in Hillsville, everyone, like your family. Of course. So that was really great. And I worked with Jared Hudson, who was actually a really, he's a really great chef. Mm-hmm. Um, and he opened um, Easy Tiger on Smith Street. Wow. Yeah, right. So back in the day. Yes. Did you ever go there? Yes. Yeah. So I worked there. We set, I worked there for about the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I opened my own place in the city. So what? Okay. It's in the city. Right. Yeah, so the what, first place was in the city. So what yeah. was that called? The Workers Food Room. Right. Yeah. And what drove so what drove you to do that? I wasn't inspired to cook anywhere else. 
I just didn't wow. feel like there was anywhere that I wanted. I didn't want to do nights anymore. I yeah. wanted a bit of a life. Um, I just, there was no place I really wanted to work. And I thought mm. I was ready, I guess I. Yeah. And then when you start, you know you're not ready. <laughs> <laughs> In business, you know. <laughs> Tell me what your first three months were like at that venue, being a business owner and, you know, oh obviously God. CBD venue and stuff. like. So stressful. Yeah. Like forgot to pay my rent. Like you know, <laughs> forgot like, to pay your rent. Like just, just not in my brain. Yeah, to, to right. Remember, I've got to pay rent this month. And, yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was grateful for the people that I had um, at the start because they mm-hmm. helped me implement certain front of house procedures that I had no idea. Like right. Yeah, because you came from back of house. Just right? doing a float, you know, yes. and a cash up sheet, and yes. you know, just basic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, fixing the till, and mm. you know. So it was pretty hardcore. Um, mm-hmm. And then I had friends of mine from Hillsville work, start working for me, the head chef. And after six weeks, he was like, oh, I've, I'm going to go back to Hillsville. <laughs> and I was like, thanks. So, you know, you think you're supported, but you're never supported. Yeah, yeah. So from the get-go, I was you know, thrown in the deep end. Wow. Um, and were you doing that solo? Or did yeah. you have business partners? Wow. No, you were doing that solo. Yeah, I've always done it by myself. Wow. So how long were you there for? Uh, four and a half years. It right. was great. It was beautiful. It yeah. was great. It was like brick and uh, wood oven. Had a wood oven. Wow. Um, had a fireplace. Yeah. It was about 40 seats. Yes. Um, we did the similar concept of salads on the counter, pastries, everything made in-house. Mm-hmm. But the feature was the wood oven. So we'd do a wood roast, a lamb shoulder, a chicken. A fi- it was beautiful. Wow. It was really good. Like a seven-day week venue? It was or? Monday to Friday. Monday to Friday. Yeah. Okay, We right. tried Saturdays for a few years. Yeah, but yeah. Just, it doesn't doesn't work. So a Friday night's kind of the the vibe that we're coming. Well, it, we tried it, but it was hard for me to shift that vibe. Yeah. Really, it wasn't. I'm not a. Every place I've had has always been very, um, uh, like majority sales of food, because I'm not a, you know, I'm not front of house, so I don't drive those cocktails. I, I mean, I try, but it's never been the, you know. The driving force always been the food. You've had that venue. You had that venue for four and a half years. Like, what can I ask? What made you not have that venue anymore? Was it just a different change that you wanted? Oh, it's it's personal, but um, yeah, I was. uh, There's a few reasons. Rent was really expensive. Sure. Um, I was working with someone who um, was really uh, emotionally draining. Wow. And my way of getting rid of him was. To sell my business. Yeah, fair enough. That's how bad, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. So what did, did Baba Jung come on after that? Yeah, Baba Jung came on and I still took that person with me. So right, okay. <laughs> I hadn't learned my lesson yet. Yes. Um, and then after about seven months of Baba Jung, I learned my lesson. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is not working. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Sometimes you, it's easy to look back and, yeah. and look at those decisions, right? Yeah, oh. I've been in that place many times, so oh, I understand. Very silly. <laughs> but you learn, you grow, you know, you go through, sh- you have to, I feel like I I needed to go through, uh, you know, you have to learn, you have to go through some hard things to to know, you know, what you need and what you love and what yeah. makes you tick and yeah. so, yeah. yeah. So what did, what did Babajan start at? Was it, was it different than what it is now? I mean, you've obviously yeah. been having it since 2016, like that's a, you know, five years now, yeah. that's a good amount of time. Yeah, I think... The initial concept for me was to go in to really showcase 
but because I had worked with so many of Gigi Bubba's chefs yes. and ish, yes, I saw how great the food was, and it really in Melbourne you couldn't get a casual execution mm. of that in a beautiful way, mm-hmm. like good cheeses in the goslemes or borax yes. or anything. Like it was always cheap yeah. places, and yeah. I guess I wanted to showcase their food mm-hmm. in a cool way in a, sure. and, and in a in a uh, cooked well with good ingredients. So it started with that concept and then it grew with a brunch menu and right. and then, you know, that's really – people loved it. Yes. So, um, but it probably wasn't like looking back, it wasn't what we should have been pushing because as a business it, it didn't make us money. Like right. we were so busy. Yes. But the costs outweighed – that service. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, does that make sense? It, it makes a yeah. heap of sense. Yeah. And you would have had a heap of people who were coming into the venue or I'm sure patting you guys on the back and mm. saying, oh my wow, God, this yeah. is going so, so well. All the time. Because you're full all the time. And yeah. then, but then, no like, was, the it the, was it the service element? Was it the cost of goods? Was it the rent? It was, no, the rent's always been so good. Yes. Um, I always had the, you know, like 2% of my revenue. It was wow. like, I've got it like so low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my staff costs and mm. my cost of goods were stupid. Yeah. And you talk to accountants about, you know, oh, why aren't we making money? And they're like, oh, you need to open nights or you need to open <laughs> seven days. Or, Everyone has an you opinion. You know, they always <laughs> think you need to do more. But yes. it was really, you had to, I had to do less. Yeah. And that didn't come from until I sat down with Leon. Right. Um, yeah, right. We, you know, where he really gave me a lot of um, help and support and information and sat down and we you know, we did all the numbers together and we made a plan and it was like, this, what am I doing? This is where the money's going Yeah. for like three and a half years, three years probably. Can I ask how that came about? And the reason why I ask um, that question with, Le- with the conversation with Leon is because I think a lot of people who listen to this podcast, Kirsty, like are thinking about their businesses and I think pivotal moments really create, you know, good business decisions. And, and, I, and I like to sort of form out like, who made those decisions with, like, my guess? Like, how did that – how did it come about that that meeting happened with Leon? Like, Leon's been on – obviously been on yeah. the podcast from Proud Mary, but how did that come about? Well, lucky for me, um, I wasn't in this day, but I had a great manager um, who was great at chatting and Leon had come in with his business partner. I think he was down uh-huh. from um, the US. Yeah, right. And I think um, this business partner had heard about my – old part uh, he wasn't my business partner but he used to work ish used to work for me right so had heard that ish had worked there and the food and la la so they wanted to come in so they came in for breakfast yep. and my manager chatted to them yep um and got his contact and right. we just and you know what leon's like he yeah. loves a chat yes <laughs> <laughs> and i think maybe initially they maybe wanted me to take their coffee on right okay um and I was very, you know, loyal to mm-hmm. other people. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. But he was just kind. And, yeah. you know, he was just. He's brutally kind. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, this guy's like so mm. good. <laughs> so you, we just ended up becoming friends. We had a meeting, we have chats. And then yes. after like, you know, three months, I felt loyal to him. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'll take your coffee, you know. Yes. <laughs> I'll put your coffee on. You yes. Know? Yeah, right. So that's how the relationship evolved. Um, right. Had, was that sort of the first or one of the first times you'd really gone through a business planning kind of session? Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's interesting. So it yep. took you to your second business to go through that. Yeah. 
Wow. Well, I don't even. What is it called? Uh, a SWOT? Oh, SWOT analysis. So I'd never done one. Oh, really? Never. Wow. Okay. I'm a chef. Yeah, you know, of course. Like, yeah, of course. You know, it just like. You know, I'd read Where would you've got that skill from? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I had, yeah. you know, I have friends that are lawyers and HR and stuff. And, you know, you'd have chats with them and, yes. you know, try and build some sort of support and mm-hmm. information from the people you knew. But I'd never had like someone that I wasn't paying. Yes. Yeah. Help me. Yeah. Like literally yeah. sit down and give and help me you. hours of their time. Sure. Leon was the first. Yeah. Wow. And that's how we went through and we worked out what was really the problem mm-hmm. and it's what we were, we were just doing we were doing too much so from that um i put in place you know a different menu i changed everything mm-hmm. so that was pre-covid that mm-hmm. was december oh no that was uh maybe six months or five months before covid so the end of 2019 yeah right and so i restructured the menu and taken all the a la carte dishes off and everything on the counter was on the menu now so wow. when people sat down that's we still had specials and stuff, but I just – I think I put three a la carte dishes on. Right. And beforehand, like obviously now when you walk into Baba John, like it's 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 like a general store kind of cross um, bakery, cross cafe kind of environment. Like did you have seating inside as well more than what you've got now? Yeah, so the layout was very different. Yeah. We had um, like church pews and tables all along that wall where the fridge and the uh, shelving are now. Yes. Um and, you know, tables in the middle and that bar that's across the room now was mm-hmm. an L shape. Right. And then we didn't have the bread. Yeah, the bread the display. The bread display either. Yeah. So it was, a, you know, we had probably 25 to 30 seats inside with the right. bench. Right, okay. Um, and then about 20 outside, right? 15 to 20 outside. Yeah, about outside. 15, 20 outside. Yeah, yeah, right. But we had a full-on menu, you know, and then I'd do lunch specials and then I'd do breakfast specials and then you do, you know, a, a – $25 lunch special yeah, and then you yeah. do a boozy brunch and then, yes. you, you know, you're just constantly adding and it just, it, it you lose money. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that was a real eye-opener because then I saw the cost come down, mm-hmm. less one less person in the kitchen. Yep. Um, and um, then I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to open a pop-up. <laughs> so I opened up a pop-up store right. in Ligon Street. Right. Um, with all our retail, all our borax, all our pastries, all our – I've always thought, oh, we could put the Aleppo – we've got this dish on that's like mm-hmm. an eggplant pickly thing with eggs and yes. pickled cabbage and chilies and I, that stuff I put in a jar. I wow. put my harissa in a jar, put my, you know, sumac, my dukkha, yeah. everything in a jar and yeah. I put them on the shelf right. at this pop-up and it went well for about six weeks and then COVID happened. And then <sighs> right. So you're doing that before COVID. So you're doing all yeah. this stuff that we now, like a lot of brands did during COVID in order to yep. stay Set up afloat. an online store as well. Wow. So I had like, I was so like, I don't know, lucky. Progressive. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> progressive, yeah. I was like, because it wasn't working. So I wanted yeah. to see if this was the angle. So I thought I'll do a pop-up and see if this, you know, if this concept of our products, of our, of our pastries will mm. is, is the ticket, you know? Sure, sure. And it was working, yeah. It's good. Can I ask, like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I imagine when you've made all these changes, like the first couple of days, like there would have been some scaredness in you for making these changes, like am I making the right decisions and that kind of stuff. I'd imagine I certainly would be if I made those calls. How did you get through that time of the business changing the business model and, and moving forward with something that you knew would actually work? Um, I feel like 
a lot of the stuff, a lot of the changes I implement are already in my head for a really long time. Sure. So I'm sitting on them for ages. Yeah. You know, they're just yep. not executed. So when I do them, I feel like I'm confident. Right. I feel yep. like I'm ready because mm-hmm. I've really fit like done my head in. Sure. You know, for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, for the for the pop up, I was you know there was nerves there, mm-hmm. um, but I just kept doing my thing. Sure. I really don't like to copy or think you know someone else next door is doing this. I better yeah. do that. You know yeah. to keep up or whatever. I just try to stay in my lane, like. And just be confident that, like, you can execute. I on can that. do it because that's what I know. Mm-hmm. If I start trying to do things I don't know, that's when I'll get nervous, like doing, you know, boozy brunch, yes. <laughs> like stuff like yes. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or doing, you know, really fine dining meals or nights mm. and stuff. It's just, it's not my jam anymore. It's not yeah. who I am. I yeah. don't. That makes me nervous, and I think when you're nervous, that's what stops you being successful. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, because you don't know if you're really – yeah, you're not confident in your approach moving forward yeah. and people can almost kind of feel they can that. feel it. They know. <laughs> They're like, she know what she's doing? Yeah. Not to – like I'm not a total, you know, spaz. Like, you know, <laughs> I I just – I sort of feel like, no, I this is this is good. Yeah, and especially sure. sitting with Leon after doing all that work, I felt really confident that, you know, straight away I saw changes that were positive. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was I was really happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, that outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then COVID happened and it was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's let's talk about that. You've got a pop up store. You've done an online store. You've changed the look and feel and flow of Babajan. Like, I hadn't, co- hadn't renovated yet. Hadn't renovated yet. No, okay. No. So, what sort of happened over the first you know official couple of days at the end of March and stuff? Like, how did you? You know, as a leader with inside this business, as an owner with inside this business, like how did you cope with that? What did you? What the first couple things you did? Yeah, it was really hard. I remember the Saturday or the the Saturday before the Sunday when Mm. it got announced. Mm -hmm. um, Everyone was panicking. Every all the staff were scared. Yes, I was freaking out, and I just that Saturday I had closed the pop up as well. Right. So. One of my girls was French, was running it, and she was like, I have to go, like, I can't be here, it's too scary. I think maybe her sister might have had it back in France. So she already had, France was first. So she already was, like, had more info on it than we did. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'm just going to close it. If she can't run it, I'm just going to close it. Right, I I saw the numbers dropping in the Mm -hmm. the two weeks prior. So Mm -hmm. um, then, um, yeah, I took all, because I knew, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to flip Babajan. On the Saturday Arvo, I got the – when we emptied one shop, I brought it all into Babajan. I took the tables to and chairs to my house. Yeah. And I flipped the shop with the four square meter and I put the shelves in. I put all the retail mm-hmm. in there. Wow. So I was half half, half ready. Yes. Yeah, On yeah. Saturday afternoon. Like, wow. Then I came in. I didn't sleep all night because I was, I was You're nervous. You were so worried. Yeah, yeah. I was like, have yeah. I made the right decision? I've got 12 seats in here or 10 seats in here. Yes. Um, everyone's going to walk in and go, what the hell's just happened? Because <laughs> we hadn't had an announcement yet. We no. were just sort of pre. Yes. Customers going to think that you yeah. know something more than they know. It was very worried. And one of the chefs was like, I walked in and I hadn't slept and I think I must have been just in a daze. Like I right. walked in the morning and after about five minutes, he's like, you haven't even said good morning. And I was like. <laughs> what? I was like, he's like, well, you haven't even said like, I think I must have said something about a dish or 
the counter or something. Right, but you hadn't And I hadn't even, like, said hello. Yes. I was like, I'm fucking sorry. Like, you know, (laughs) I have not slept. I'm, like, trying my best to make sure you have a job tomorrow. Yes, literally. Like, literally, I want to keep – you guys are stressed and freaking out. I am freaking out. Mm. Give me a break. Yeah. Like, I am human too. Yes. And I just bawled my eyes out because I was just like, this is is crazy because no one – no one knew what the hell was going on. And then mm. after about two hours, I sat him down. I said, look, if you can't handle this, yeah, just finish. Just go. Yes. We'll be right. Yeah. If you need to go home, he was mm. from England. I said, if you need to get on a plane and get out of here, sure. you go. Yes. But don't do not do that because we're all freaking out. Like yeah. not just you. Yes. Yeah. The whole team is the, in the same all boat of us. right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah all yeah. of us don't know what the hell is going on. So that was, you know, that was that. And um, – then the Monday was the mm. announcement, and when we just did it from the window, so we just right. So closed up the whole shop. Completely. Closed the whole shop. Mm. We just served from the window. We put pastries on the bench, you know, at the window, and we just said, "Let's see, let's hope for the best." And it was. I said, "If we make two grand a day, you know, with the team I've got, we'll be okay. Sure, you know, yep. we'll, we'll make it work." Yeah. Okay. And then obviously, then more staff started leaving. So I had French, I had English, mm. I had Indian, I had Nepalese. Yes. And their whole choice was to go home rather than ride it out. Yep. And was do you I had think a few people stay? Like, right. Uh, one, two Indians stayed. Yep. But all my French left, all of them, and the English left. Right. Yeah. What was? Can I understand their reasoning for that? Because I'm curious if it was the government, like government, um, not supporting them, or was it just the fact they wanted weeks. to get to their family? They, yeah, they stayed for uh, this. I had a couple that were amazing, mm. um, and they stayed for about. Two weeks mm. after the announcement, but it was it was so uncertain. They didn't know sure. if what I was going to survive. Sure, if they were going to have a job. Yeah, of course. And um, if they could get back home, and when they could get back home. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, fair enough. Yeah. So we've really like gone through a three sixty with crew, mm-hmm. um, with concept. Yes. With <laughs> emotions. <laughs> I mean, everybody has, but yes. yeah, yeah. So, because then you did a new fit out of the store during yeah, so the first lockdown or second lockdown? Second lockdown, second just lockdown. before the second lockdown. Right. Okay. So I couldn't, and this is just who I am. My brain just—it's like when I walk inside my house, if I see cat hair, I start sweeping <laughs> yes. and mopping. You know, I like I can't. <laughs> yes. Relax, and yes. in the shop it was horrendously a mess. Like you couldn't walk in, but for people working, yeah, it was you know bench seats and chairs on top of chairs and shelving yeah. and mess yeah. everywhere. You know, like. Yeah walk into the toilet and yeah just, right i can't work like that yeah you know my canisters my veins have to be perfectly aligned aligned yes. right like it's <laughs> the sh- other chefs think i'm crazy i was like don't touch my shit <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm the same that's fine <laughs> don't touch my shit yes. man <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> like I, so I know that i have you know some issues <laughs> i acknowledge that so i couldn't handle it like i was like you know what i'm gonna it's working. Sure. You know, what we're doing is working in this way. Yeah. We're still paying our bills. We're, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started planning a reno. My friend's graphic designer. She did some plans for me. Yeah. And uh, I've got a friend that's a builder and he's like, I'll, you know, I'll tell you who I've got. You can right. use them. And I just got it all organized. And within a w- five days, they fitted it out. Wow. And we ran the shop while that was happening. I got a coffee cart. That I put in the front <laughs> of the shop. So good. Well, because I was like, I still have to pay my bills. Yeah. 100%. And people are still going to come. Yes. 
Like they've got nowhere else there. They're still going to come and get their coffee. They're going to come get their sandwiches. Still going to come here. Yeah. So I just I changed it to a different window and I put the <laughs> coffee cart there. And it, I mean, everyone made it work. Everyone yeah. at that point was. I feel like everyone's lost that now, but but definitely at the time, mm. uh, all the staff were really accommodating. Sure. Super supportive. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through yeah. that. Now yeah. they're now they're back on their. <laughs> But normality. I want, you know, <laughs> train. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've forgotten. Um, what did you notice about your customers that was different during that time? Uh, look, I've got pretty loyal customers. I, I probably um, got more yes. new ones, but then I lost some too. Sure. I lost a lot of people moving, moving away right, and yeah. stuff, but um, they were all very ready to be there and support us and yes. check in, like yeah. a lot of checking in and are you okay? And right. you know, there was a lot of those conversations. Yeah, I bet, I bet. Um, it, was co- it was constant. But, uh, you know, I just remember just sitting in front of the TV every time the news was on and crying, you yeah. know, just it was it was really hard. And yeah. thinking I'm okay but then I'm bloody crying at, you know, yeah. all the stories and, you know, just what I have to go through, what I have to change, what I, you know. Yeah, what you have to do as a leader. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. You're on top. You have they look yeah. at you like you have to make this decision. They're yeah. waiting for you. Yeah, I think the other thing that we haven't um, fully comprehended during lockdown time is how much cafes helped people's mental health. Mm. And I think we have we have a situation around the world in which we don't we don't fully comprehend how much pubs, restaurants, and cafes, especially because people go to them every day. Um, normally, um, how much they're important, that interaction is important for someone's mental health. Do you think a lot of your customers were coming to you because they needed that positive oh, interaction, especially when like they could only go out an hour a day, like during 100%. that that time? Yeah, yeah right. it was definitely a uh, – that's why I think we were so busy through that period because sure. people made the most of that hour or two at the time to have a chat and yeah. um, connect Sure, because it wasn't – you know, and that's why even now people are still still the same. Yeah. The customers are the ones that are loyal and that we've had for a long time. You know, yes. they're they're um they're there for us. Mm. Um and they that's their that's their ritual. Yeah. That is their ritual. Yes. But I mean we all have our rituals and it makes us, you know, relaxed and calm and True. um routine is we love it. Yeah. I love routine. <laughs> Me too. I love going to bed at eight thirty at night every day. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and my glass of wine. You know. <laughs> Did you find as well that um, we talked a bit last week when we caught up? Like, do you think the industry has become closer during this time, especially the Melbourne sort of hospitality industry? Did you find that it was easy for you to connect with maybe yeah, people yeah, you wouldn't yeah. have connected with before? Yeah, yeah, it was. Well, I mean, like for me in Elementary, we've reconnected and you know i remember when because we had a case a covid case oh wow and um we had to close and you know clean and yeah oh you know another hurdle another stressful like oh (sighs) it was intense um and you know and linda was right there you know Mm. ringing are you okay what do you need you know lots of lots of people were yes um and i think that has continued definitely Mm -hmm. like having a bit more of a less of an ego and more of a like supportive yeah we're a commu- mm. you know we're we're all in the same boat mm-hmm. because we know we actually really know yes how hard it is yes um it's not just like a 
superficial, oh, you know, are you okay or yeah. I know how hard it is. It's, sure. it's the reality. They know. Yes. Not just through COVID, just small business. Sure, sure. It's like a, it's like a how are you, not yeah. how are you. Yeah. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. there's a difference in the yeah. way you say that kind yeah. of stuff, right? 100%. So yeah. she, yeah, she was, you know, great. And, um, lo- and Leon, amazing. I yeah. remember lots of chats f- with him. Not as often because, um, mm. you know, we would catch up and have a chat every two weeks, you know. Wow. Or we would, you know, I'd come to yeah. – at one point I was using their kitchen to bake um, a primary, uh, you know, the Auntie Peg's kitchen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. So we would – I'd see him all the time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just then after, you know, through COVID it wasn't as much, but he was always there. Whenever I said, hey, are you around, he was always there. So there was lots wow. of, yeah, lots of people that – you know, were giving me their time. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Have you? How do you think we keep that as an industry? Because I, th- I, I'm super worried that, and it's probably one of the reasons why I do the podcast. Like, I'm super worried that that some elements of that will be naturally lost. But I'm worried that maybe it all will be lost. Like all these positive things, and that's sort of my next question for you. Like, what the positive things are uh, moving forward. Like, how do you think? How do you think we keep those things live? Oh, it's a hard one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we have to be honest. Yeah. You know, I think um, we have we, not just industry people, but yeah. um, maybe as an industry we have to be more honest. Yes. And more um, uh, like say what we want or say sure. what we need sure. and say that's, you know, we can't do that or, mm. you know, and then we're all, if we're all aligned and we're all having yep. got the same uh same sort of vocal point, you sure. know, we're all saying, you know, that's like, you know, the public holiday thing. Yes. Yeah. More and more and more venues mm. are not opening. Yeah. So I think if we all stay, you know, together and we go, okay, yeah, as an industry, we can't do that anymore. Yeah. Which keeps us connected. Yes. Yeah, it's you true. You know, to say, oh, yeah, no, I agree because I, I know how hard that is to do that or yep. that or that, yep. you know, instead of, it's like, um, you know, people undercutting and doing the mm. specials or the, co- you know, the cheaper mm. coffee or the, I've never been a sale, like a person that does specials or like, you know, it's coffee and a muffin. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like, the coffee. Yeah, Six dollars and a coffee and a muffin. The muffin. Yeah. Yes. It's not coffee and a muffin. Yes. It's not a know? combo. No. <laughs> but lots of places. So I feel like yes. if, as, it, as we ride this next wave, because there's going to be major changes after, um, all the payments stop. Yes. Um, we're already seeing it, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think if, if as an industry we are honest mm. and we stay we stay together on the decisions that we make, mm-hmm. maybe that will keep us connected better. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, I feel like, you know, if, if you're – even if you're a busy place like me or Alimentari or all of the, you know, Shane Delia's and, yep. you know yep. – if if we're all doing it, mm. people are going to go. Oh, that's why 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 are they doing that? Yes, and then understanding why and asking yes. why. Yes. So do you think do you think it's the consumers actually? Like if 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 every cafe in Calton North is closed over Easter because they can't afford to pay a barista over forty five dollars an hour for a public holiday, um, for a casual rate. Like, <laughs> do you think then a consumer goes they're either pissed off and then after they're pissed off they go. Well, why is that happening? And then, you know, they maybe ask you or ask the cafe down the road in a couple of weeks why that's happening. And then it's about information and then, you know, we figure out what to do about it. Because 
does that mean maybe you can trade, but coffees are six dollars fifty? Yeah. Well, I think then then that information will filter hopefully yes. because I don't think our and I'm not you know that informative on yeah. you know numbers and government mm. sort of policies and stuff, but sure. I don't think they have anyone on the ground that really understands what small business owners need. Hundred percent. Uh, so once um, if we start aligning, you know, because we don't have a union and you know, mm. and I don't I don't really believe in unions, mm. but. I still think we need to be aligned, and if that is one voice, and then that's going further to the top, yep, then they might start to listen. Mm. Um, you know, because councils don't do anything <laughs> for us; they don't no. have any power. No, so outside you know, of a health inspection, they don't do anything. They right? don't do anything. Mm. You know, so yeah, hopefully we can sort of connect a little bit on our business goals and what's best for our industry long term. Because yes. right now we've been really just everyone and anyone doing what what we do thinking they can do it and then they're closed in a year or yep. two years and in that period you've also um hurt other businesses in that time yes you know? so yeah 100% i don't know hopefully we can connect yes. long term for a big <laughs> for a greater good for yeah. our industry yeah i want to ask your opinion on one more thing before i get into the normal okay. final question yeah. um because I know you're going to give me an honest answer on this. Okay. <laughs> what do you think? Over the last couple of weeks, I've been listening to a lot of people in the hospitality industry on a, on a global scale um, as things open back up, right? And, of course, we've been open and maybe not Melbourne, but the rest of Australia has been open a bit a bit longer, right? Staffing crisis. Mm. So around the world, we're seeing the same mm. things come up. US, UK, mm. Europe can't get staff mm. inside venues. Um, to work again like we did before. Do you think that's a result of like, as you were talking about at the start of the podcast, like a lot of your stuff are French or, you know, Spanish or Indian or Nepalese? Like do you think it's the fact that those people are home, are concentrating on their family and don't don't feel safe leaving at the moment? Do you think that's the staffing issue that the reason why we can't get the amount of staff at the moment is foreign is foreign workers or do you think there's something else that's at play? I think that's probably part of it. Yeah. Um, because if they're having the same issues, then then it's yes across the board. Yeah. Um, I think um everyone thinks that they can open a cafe or a restaurant. Yes. Which is insulting to yeah. me. It is I totally I, like agree. literally the lashes girl that did my lashes yesterday was just like, oh yeah, me and my husband, you know, really want to open a cafe. <laughs> we love having coffee and you know pastries. I was like, keep yes. it that way. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah. I said, what does your husband do? She's like, he's an engineer. I said, oh, well, dear. like I don't say I'm going to go and build a bridge, right? Yeah. Yes. Like, yes. Great it's point. In, it's insulting. Yeah. Great point. That you think. It's so easy. It's so easy because mm. it's not. So I think because we have so many, maybe so many venues open, um, we need to make it harder for uh, people to, we need to highlight our industry and our education. Yeah. We haven't spent any money on like TAFEs and yep. um, we've cheapened our industry yes. with as much as I love MasterChef and all that stuff. Yes. We've made it, we've glorified it like anyone yeah. can be a chef. Yes. And I don't think that's the case. Yes. And I think we need to go from the, from uh, like bot- from right from the bottom, like mm. preschool, mm-hmm. um, primary school and home economics. Um, you know, I, I've been speaking to my son's um, principal mm-hmm. about the canteen. Right. So there's no 
education around food for young people anymore. It's a great point. So if we invest in passion mm. and food from a young age mm. and get them excited and understand it's gonna like it's gonna take years to get us back to normal and have people that want to cook and wanna be wanna know about wine and wanna serve yeah. and yep. but I think it has it's it's just been cheapened. Mm-hmm. Um it's not just the COVID, you know, staffing yep. people are still overseas. I don't think it's that. I think it we've we've entitled our Australians by paying them too much for mm-hmm. something that their education is not qualified for. Yeah. Like Yeah, it's a good point. It's a really good point. Like I think it's funny you should talk about Master Chef. I think you should call it Master Cook. Yeah, it's because, really rude. Because they're not chefs. No. Like you can see when they're in 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 service challenges how they struggle, right? Because yeah, they're not course. used to it. Yeah. Um and there's a big difference in in doing a service for two hundred pack Rather than you know, um, twenty plates or ten plates, or f- that's it, or your dinner party, or, st- or st- yeah, or a dinner party, or styling something yeah. so you can take a picture of it and do a cookbook. Um, yeah, it's super interesting. Yeah, like, so I'm really, yeah, I'm really passionate about trying to get that system back into. I did look at Stephanie Alexander's website, yes, yeah, and I did flag that with the principal of Corey's mm. school because I just think, but then she's bound by funding and yeah. space in the school where yeah. they can do it, and there's a massive oval where they could do it, but. She's not allowed to use it. Right. So there's so much like p- p- politics around. Yeah. We just want to get our kids educated about fundamentals again. Mm. So it grows and it filters like, you know, kids eat so bad and, you know, the healthy options in the canteen are like a sausage in bread or a dim sim or like shit. Mm, yeah. Excuse me, like yeah. shit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we're not teaching them right. Yeah. From the start. That's why we don't have an a, an industry that's strong anymore. Yes. We killed it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a slow and painful death yeah, it, and it, it chose ha- COVID it, it, to show it. It has. Mm. So it's going to take another 10 years of really hard work of, you know, fueling people's passion yeah. for food again. Yeah. And wanting to cook. Yeah. Not just be a master chef. <laughs> like, yeah, not just get the glory. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. work like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a – yeah, have a bit of a <laughs> – Thanks for asking. Opinion about Thanks for <laughs> answering that question. That was a fantastic sorry. answer. Don't be sorry at all. Um, it needed to be said. Um, what about what about TAFEs? Mm. Like you know how we said at the start that you went through hotels, and obviously you referred to to Anna's podcast. Yeah, and we talked about hotels as well. It's something I've been sort of dropping in on certain podcasts, and the fact that I feel that hotels in the eighties and nineties, and obviously before that, but eighties and nineties especially, grew a lot of chefs, and. I don't feel that's happening right now with education in TAFEs. And you're saying to me that you're feeling that chefs can't look at 10 ingredients and know what to do for a menu. What do you think we need to do? Uh, well, gosh, I still have an old teacher that still works at William Anglis and yeah. um, a few people that, like, that's where I went to trade school. Yes. Um, I think we need to... Uh, we used to have guest chefs come in. Like I right. remember in third year we had Greg Maloof. Yep. We had Andrew Blake. Yeah, right. Back then. Wow. I don't think that maybe they're bringing in – maybe they don't have the budget for it. I don't know. I think it's down to money. I don't think sure. they have money yeah. to invest in the students right. anymore. And right. I think we've because we've cheapened um, the the – like we've made it – really expensive for visa holders to mm-hmm. do it, but they mm-hmm. don't want to do it. They're just doing it to stay in the country. Yes. Yeah. So the ones that are going through and paying it, they're not – They're not passionate. They don't, they don't mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
yeah, it just comes back down to education from a young age. I feel like if we can get, you know, like my son cooks and has a Japanese knife and cuts like a like a machine, mm. he's seven. Yeah, right. Like yes, if we're investing in young children now, yeah, yeah, it will flow on to them wanting to go to TAFE. Yes, and them hassling their teachers. Hey, I saw this, and I want to learn from this person. I want yeah. to. Like they want to get that skill. They're not so you know these students are, don't care. Yeah. Plus, they're not actually being educated properly. Like yeah. the way I've seen two of my um, uh, chefs, uh, they're like little cooks. They're learning mm. there, but one's uh, Turkish and mm-hmm. one is Indian. Mm-hmm. And the way they're cutting, I was like, "What are you doing? <laughs> Stop!" Yes. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, my." Teacher told me this is how you do it. I said, put your shoulder down. <laughs> da 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 da. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, they're just the teachers aren't qualified. Yeah, teaching. So it's a whole chain reaction, right? You get a photocopy and a photocopy on a photocopy. Yeah, yeah. So how they were ta- teaching them how to make stocks. I was like, how have you not? You don't do that. What are you doing? Yeah. No. Like so. Yeah, yeah. I think it might be dependent on which TAFE college. Is better than the other, and sure, you know sure. who's teaching there. But I, I just, I don't think there's a lot of life in them. Sure. I remember driving past when I was like sixteen. You know, William Angus going, "That's the school I want to go to." Right. Like I want to go to that yeah. trade school. Yeah. But yeah, to, is there that same love that there yeah. is now? Seems weird They're to say that, say. but like it just—I yeah, I remember, though, right? I remember that moment. Like I remember saying, "I want to go to William Angus," like because yeah. it was the best back then. Right. I don't know if it still is, but. Yeah, well, the problem is that I can't tell you. Yeah, okay, well, I'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) I just wonder what we do as an industry, Kirsty, to like put pressure on that. Yeah, it's a hard one. Because like when I did my apprenticeship in baking, like I feel there was designated training and going to TAFE and learning, you know, lamination and learning, you know, croissant and and proper bread making and sourdough bread making and stuff like that. And that was exciting to me. Mm. But I don't feel that there's a lot of, there's a lot of, okay cooks yeah. in our industry yeah. who are doing as best they possibly can yeah. probably but there's just not that level of training and, and skill like they used well, is to be. Is that the government? I don't know. Is that the yeah. government changing, um, you know, how they charge? Yeah. I know, I know when they changed the apprenticeship to three years, I was mm. really – I was like, why did you do that? Like, yes. It needs to be needs four. needs to be four. There's a lot to go through needs to be and it depends yeah. on where you work like that mm-hmm. should be that's a great point you know I, I was like trade school's great yes but it's also where you work where you invest your time yes like you need to go and and, and choose those places that you want to work at you can't just work in one place for four years yeah doing the same thing in a average place and expect to be great yes i agree you need to put in the time that's anybody yeah yeah like, and this thing about overtime and Anna was speaking the same thing. Yeah. And I, I agree. Like, mm. obviously people need to get paid their worth. Yes. Um, but the government has made that worth very hard for small business owners to pay. Agree. So, yes, mm. you know, like that's another issue. Yeah. Um, we don't, I wanted to stay at work. Like I wanted yeah. to learn. I wanted to do the ice carvings when I was a second year apprentice. It's a great point. I wanted to stay late. Yes. I yeah. wanted to learn how to make ice cream. Yes, because you wanted to learn. I wanted to do – I was saying to my chef, I want to go into the hot section. He's like, you're not ready. I was like, I don't care. I want to learn. You, I want to do functions. I want to do pastry. Yeah. There's 
if you're not in the right place, you need to go and find something that's feeding that love. And but it's it just keeps. I feel like it just keeps coming back to passion and fueling that passion and that education. And yeah. it's. I don't know how we change it. I really don't. It's a long haul. Yeah, I think there's a lot of different facets is what we just talked about for yeah. the last whatever part yeah. of that conversation <laughs> was. But I think I think the I think governments are now seeing education, and this goes for higher education and universities as an industry too much. Yeah. And, we're, and to we're take not, money. And we're not seeing is it important, an yeah. important part of actually skilling people, yeah. skilling humans. Yeah. And that can't continue to cost exorbitant amounts of money or have poor quality training. It yeah. doesn't, doesn't make Charge sense. Charge it, but give them the best. Of course. Like the same as, you yes. know, your accountant charges you and your, you know, the building that you've paid for and yeah. you know, like hundred percent. Charge it. Yes. But give me the freaking best. Like yeah. the plate of food. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Develop an industry of people who yeah. can actually cook properly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And love it. Yeah. And love it. <laughs> love what you do. It's important. Yeah. It's important. Um, my last question to you as we talk about love is um, what are you looking forward to most this year? Uh, change. In what yeah. way? Um, business. Yep. And lifestyle. Right. Yeah. I. I. Next for me is my priority is me, my health, and my son. Yeah. Um, and business third. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll I'll close a day to yep. give me the life that I need. Yes. You know. Yep. Um. So I'm looking forward to change and making decisions that are gonna bring the change. Yeah. There's some stuff happening, so yeah. Fingers crossed, it all goes the way I want. <laughs> um, <laughs> but are you looking for are you looking for other venues or other pop ups or anything like um, that? Fucking else, you. I'm looking for um. I'm looking for support. I'm looking for business support. Right. Um, so I can make some changes, whether that's yep. – I don't particularly think it's another venue because yep. I don't want to hire more staff because there are none. Yep. Um, I would love to um, – there's some things I want to work on, maybe like all my retail product. I yep. really want to branch out with my retail and mm-hmm. and build on that. Yep. I've been working with Colab Pantry. I think they're great. I think they're yeah. amazing. Danielle and the team are fantastic. They're so good. They're mm. so on the money and mm-hmm. their reach is amazing. Yes. Um I don't they've just done so well. Mm-hmm. Um and I and think they're just such nice people. Yeah, yeah, they're Sorry really to cut sweet. You off, yeah, no, they yeah. are. They're really <laughs> nice. Yeah. They're really genuine. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. I I love people like that where there's yeah. not it's not a sales pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want anything. Like if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. You're yeah. still going to be normal and fine. Yes. Um, that's like Leon. And, yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. Um, so I think building on the retail would be a really good part. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I talk about opening a, another place, you know, in the Burbs because it's like I live in Deer Park and you cannot get good coffee. <laughs> I drive to Footscray or West Footscray to get my coffee if I have a day off. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like, wow. Okay. And so I'm like, oh, you know, it would be great to open a place near my house. And yeah, yeah, Just yeah. do my pay – just do Babajan in sure. it. But that's – I don't want to do it by myself. Yeah. It's tough, right? Yeah, I don't want to do it by myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can do it and I think it would work but – Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't want to do it on my own because it's just more time um, from my – Life and yes. my and Corey and mm. I want to go to the gym. I yep. want to see my mates. Yep. I want to. You want to have know, a weekend I wanna, occasionally. I want to have a life like every single other person. <laughs> and if I have another business, I won't. Yeah, for sure. And for what end? Like, yeah, yeah like for what purpose? Yeah, it's not going to make me a millionaire. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So good for you. I'll just I'll just sit tight for a while. Good for you. Yeah. 
Well, I hope you do more things that people, more people can enjoy because, um, you know, from the little that we know about each other now, like we've obviously spent the last hour together, so we know a bit more, right? Yeah. But, um, but like I'm very much a believer in um, spaces in hospitality having a feeling. I think I shared this with you last week mm. and, and just how much of a great feeling your venue has. Oh, and, I, and, I, and I think that obviously comes through the food. Um, that I had that day that your dips are fucking incredible by the oh. way and um, and the coffee was just on point um, yeah. and I think that needs to be shared more yeah so I hope I hope people like yourself like get the opportunity if they want it to share it more because I think awesome. that's a positive thing for all thank of us thank you so much um, what's the best way that people can find out about Barbajan and where you guys are uh, well Instagram mm-hmm. and we've got an online store and a website Beautiful. Um I personally don't do much on Instagram. I have someone do it because I can't. <laughs> Everyone's good at something and yes. that's not my forte. <laughs> um, and they can just pop in. Yeah, there's lots to see, you know. You yeah, walk in it's and an you're, amazing place. Yeah, like I said, I just want them to be overwhelmed when they walk in. Walk in yeah. You know? But yeah. like I have to have that. Yes. Well, that's, I definitely know I have vibe. to go back a lot more now. Okay, good. So that's a good thing. <laughs> good. Um, Kirstie, thanks so much for your time. Thank I really you. do appreciate it. Thanks so much.